Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Today is Tuesday, April 28th. Joining us on the show is Lisa Clark and Greg Colburn. Welcome. Hey. Thank you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for being here. What tech headlines are y'all looking at? Okay, so um, it's it's very topical right now. So um, the NHS, which is the National Health Service in the UK, has decided that apparently they're not going to go with uh, Apple and Google's exposure identification API, and they're going to develop their own. So they've decided to go with a centralized method um, and create their own API, which means that that API will need to gather far more information via Bluetooth than the framework which Apple are developing. And it needs to be on all the time. And it will need to collect data, send it back to a centralized server somewhere in the UK, do all the matches, and then push out notifications. Whereas the Apple and Google framework basically is a decentralized system and it does that on the device itself. So there's a few things there. One, people are very worried about privacy, but also two, it's going to have like major um, implications for battery life, which, you know, those of us who have an iPhone, it's already an issue. So if I'm going to be asked to run a, a national health app on my phone, which is going to drain my battery even more, like, am I then going to use it? I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I ran into that article too. What do you think? Do you think that that will impact adoption? Uh, is, yeah. is it, I assume it's going to be voluntary, right? So if it's voluntary and people are worried about it being centralized, so there's obviously privacy security concerns, which is true of the Apple Google Consortium or plan as well. But is, do you think they're going to have more trust in a centralized like NSA, NHS backed app, or are they going to have more trust in an Apple Google, you know, lower battery consumption app? I think weirdly people will trust the Apple Google model more than they would trust. I mean, I, I'm not, and I hate to Probably say a sign this, of the times. I, I love our NHS. I love our NHS. But, you know, our, our IT in our NHS. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like I, I'm sorry, but I'm just not, no, that's not, that's not the people who work in that. Sure. I've met with them. It's not their fault. It's the way that we run our NHS. They're all operating in different trusts. Like, I get you. Yeah. All doing, things it's a nightmare but no i think people will one trust the google and apple model more and i'm sorry but if something's going to drain your battery like yeah no that's fair i the other one that that kind of jumped out at me with that one was that the part of the argument for the centralized system was more rapid response which i i don't like on the surface i see what they're saying we get all the data we get it here we turn it we spit it out but i'm not sure that it's that easy and I'm not sure that I agree that, that that's necessarily going to lead to faster response times. I'm sure they have good arguments that just... So another one of their arguments is they want to tailor it so that they can push notifications to those that have a high risk of potentially coming mm -hmm. into contact with someone who has had it and sort of not really notify anyone that's of low risk and they think and I quote this will probably be easier with the decentralized <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Probably. Very nice. There's some strong air quotes there. Yeah. 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 And, and, it, and it's funny, right? Because basically, um, I think Switzerland, Austria, and Estonia are going very much for a decentralized approach. Germany, partly, was all for a centralized approach, but they switched and they're going decentralized. 
and France has apparently offered a, a centralized approach. So you've got all these countries doing different things. And I think it's quite, in a way, it's good that they're all doing different things because at the end of this, we'll be able to compare, right? <laughs> Who had the best adoption, which worked well, which worked the best. But for the fact that we need this like right now, well, let's hope um, they pick the right one for you, right? I'm leaving my phone at home as soon as they roll the stuff out. <laughs> there just, it is. Just there it is. Yeah, I wonder what the percentage of the population that's in that boat is like, well, I'm out. No more mobile devices. It's, uh, it's really freaky, actually, because the way they're going to like determine a qualified meeting of two people is you being in certain distance of each other for a certain amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you think if it's, so the way that the Apple framework works is like it limits the amount of data that the third party app can get yeah. from Bluetooth yep. interactions. Um, and also it can just run in the background. So it doesn't need to wake the app up every time. Whereas this centralized one, I don't know what information they're going to be getting. I am, I am certain that a centralized government supported application is totally just going to clean itself up and be done when we're done with this. It's not going to linger. There's definitely <laughs> yeah. no reason they'd want to know where you are and who you're with all the time. Yeah, what concerns <laughs> me is just that, right? In order to notify me that I've been around somebody that's been exposed, they have to know who I am. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's the biggest concern I've got about all of this, you know. And I, I everywhere realize, you've been, everywhere they've been, you know, all of it. There's a I, I get the reasoning behind it, and I I you know I I'm not in the UK, so I can't speak for the NHS, but I certainly don't trust the NSA or any of the uh, associated government things here, um, and I don't really trust Google or Apple either. So I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of kind of in one of those boats where, well, you know, maybe it might be the end of the smartphone for me. At least yeah, when I'm not working. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting. You know, we talked about it, centralized versus decentralized, right? And, and if you were around the clock like a year, anybody talking about a decentralized application would talk about doing this on a blockchain. I see nothing about using like a secure anonymous blockchain to track user statistics here. It, it just doesn't come up. And it, mm -hmm. it seems either like that fad burned out really fast or... Maybe it worked really well, and we don't really want the anonymity side of this and immutable chain of events. I, I, it just on the surface, it seemed like blockchain would have been a really good use case for something like this. But you I, see, I the people that can do that are expensive. See, there's yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah, if there's if there's no value in it, if yeah. you can't collect the user data and you can't advertise against it or, or sell it, yeah, you're probably right. Gosh, that's I, this. Every time we talk, I just I feel like I'm more of a conspiracy theorist now. <laughs> Obviously, I was skeptical, but jeez. <laughs> All right, let's move into the uh, what really grinds my gears section here, and I think you got a topic for us, Greg. Yeah, actually, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna coin the term "okay Xer." Um, that's that's the, <laughs> the 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 new thing, and uh, so there's there's a couple things that I really want to get at here. Um, one is so I don't know if you've seen just in the last couple of weeks, uh, Microsoft rolled out a new update for Office 365 that made a change to Microsoft Word that now flags the two spaces after a period as a grammatical error. Um, and and that grinds my gears something fierce. Um, and, and I realize, I, I realize I'm an older guy and I realize that and I actually learned to type on an actual typewriter. Um, so it, it tells you a little bit about where I sit on things. But, and I realized the whole concept of, uh, you know, when we had mono, 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 uh, space type fonts yeah. and things like that that it was it was important then right because you know space will get wonky but it's not so much now to, why did they have to change it like that's I'm what 30. i'm saying why can't we just all get along i'm 33 in two weeks i think and i 
I double spaced. Like my mum taught me how to type. Like she can type like insane, like fast and and, and very proper. Um, and I, I, so why have they changed it though? What's the because there's there's no real reason to do it essentially because now with with the digital fonts they it's it's not just one character takes up the same amount of space so an i and a d don't take up the same amount of space any longer so you don't need that you know previously it was a reading thing right so mm -hmm. when i've got the the monospaced fonts in order to, to to clearly see when i'm speed reading that one sentence ends another one ends you would get that extra spacing in there you don't need that now when you're using digital fonts um but still <laughs> not that i want it the way it's always been but dang it i want it the way it's always been yeah right, right. that's funny i had to unlearn the double space but i did it and now i'm all i'm all on board i thought it was funny that they they jumped in there it should be a toggle it's like do you want to it is this or not? you can you can oh, actually you change it but it's just funny that the default now <laughs> um is not what it was and, and they spring this on you in the middle of a global pandemic right so it's, it's not like they couldn't wait until we Pile have on. something else going on. Um, it, it, it's on. Like, oh, it broke the camel's back. That's we're, we're, great. We're, we're gonna any other time, any other time. Oh, that's I, funny. I, yeah, yeah, I want to know what kind of mental health issues is gonna, are going to be exacerbated <laughs> by this in the middle of a pandemic. It's, it's, it's really disconcerting. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I'm so, so glad they, you brought that up. And, so. and with such fervor, too. That's fantastic. So. I did just they make any that. declarations on the – oh, I'm sorry, Lisa. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I just double checked like my basic notes within OneNote to see if I I still do, and I literally there's just basic notes, and I'm still doing two spaces after. We'll yeah, yeah. You know, you have to unlearn it. It'd be like no, learning Vorac no, instead of I'm learning Like you, you have to like, think. Like you don't need this pressure. And then it goes away. <laughs> Somewhere on the shelf behind me, I've got a Chicago Manual style that I used for my master's thesis that says clearly oh, that. The two spaces, yeah, they, they've changed that too, by the way. Trash it. Okay. I, I did some research okay. for this segment, and, 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 the, and the Chicago manual style has also changed that recommendation, but they're wrong. Now. So, That's so right. where do you That's stand right. on uh, the Oxford comma? Oh, I'm, Oxford comma. I'm, a, I'm a Oxford comma bigot. Oh, I, I love I, the ex Oxford yes. comma. All right. Then again, I overuse commas. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big comma fault. splice guy myself. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. It just feels right. I don't use periods, or at least I wouldn't if I could avoid it. I just I'd have one continuous like eight-page sentence, but I would throw commas in there so that people could breathe. I just commas commas are my breather. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw a semicolon in once in a while. Just there you like go. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> I do uh, sentence fragments and ellipses. That's uh, pretty much me. Ooh, but I yes, I'm an Oxford. <laughs> Which actually brings so the the ellipsis use in in professional writing brings me to the second topic. Um, and, and it's not it's not actually ellipsis use, but it's so over the over the past week, Microsoft again, it's a Microsoft thing. Um, they released a bug fix uh, for Teams uh, because there was a security hole using animated GIFs uh, that would allow the potential for data to be scraped. Um, and it got me thinking not so much about the bug fixes because that happens all the time, right? There's there's holes everywhere, um, but the whole concept of you've got a, a product like teams which is obviously targeted towards a corporate audience right it's not that's not social that's not skype that's not um you know even some of the the social pieces of zoom or facebook meetings or anything like that and they allow the use of things like animated gifs and it got me thinking about you know the the kind of the socialization um uh, for about lack of a better term of the modern workplace and how we do communications um you know 
increasingly, you know, you'll get a formal email um, and even email is, is dying to a certain degree with the, all of the, you know, teams type chat capabilities oh, and it's, oh. but, but there's the, the, the concept of formal communications is rapidly changing, right? Yeah. Um, you, you see people at VP and director level responding to things with animated GIFs from time to time. Um, you'd have never yeah. seen that 10 years ago. That's so uh, true. My, my grandmother would turn in her grave. I'm hell, she probably did when, you know, the last person wrote a handwritten, you know, calligraphy quality note to someone. But if she could see people's emails today, because she learned on a typewriter and she took that formality forward quite a bit, but she would, she would do those beautiful handwritten notes that were yep. elegant, grammatically correct, spaced properly, <laughs> all of it. And uh, she would probably just lose it if she saw an emoji response. Yep. In a I mean, I mean, I still setting. get handwritten emails or not handwritten, handwritten emails. It's not going to be AI. I recognize that mails anymore. <laughs> um, I still get handwritten letters from my grandmother from time to time. Oh, I love point. it. Uh, and yeah. it, you know, I feel bad because I don't ever respond. Um, yeah. But when I have to actually sit down and write something, not type it, I have to think about what I'm doing now. And you know, it used to be just, and now it's. You should write your grandmother letters. That was something yeah. I wish I had done more of. And I, I sent her a few, and I sent her some postcards while I was traveling. But she cherished them, like all eight that I sent over, you know, 20 years. All eight. And yeah. and she just, you know, she had them in a locked box, sealed, and you know museum grade no i'm kidding but she she loved it and and then she passed and i was just like ah she would have enjoyed that so much more and i could have got the same oh thoughts God. out i'm gonna write my gran a letter this week so my gran, my gran texts and i love it like the fact that my that's gran great. can text me is just awesome and we will have text conversations oh that's she phoned fantastic me the other, phoned me the other week and we had like a really great long phone call because obviously i can't go visit her right now but like i can go wave from the garden fence and drop off foods but um she loves to uh, take clippings out of the newspaper and basically send me them like through the post. Yeah. And I always say I need to like, I need to send just her something back. Just do it, back. do it. You will, you will regret it. The first opportunity, you can't do it. You will just think, ah, yeah. oh, she would have loved it. I would have loved to do it. Uh, my, my kids, speaking of letters, this is an interesting tangent, but um, we, we kicked off pen pals as part of uh, sort of our, our pandemic days, right? And um, so a couple of the kids are sending letters to their cousins or, you know, we've got some friends overseas. So there's some of that because it's extra fun. But then um, that we, we put the grandmas in the mix. So uh, the kids are doing pen pals with their with their nanas and their GTs and that sort of stuff. And uh, I think it's great. I hopefully they'll keep it up after all this stuff settles down. But so you know, I, I, have to, I have to force yeah, my kids to even pick up the phone care. and call somebody. <laughs> Yeah, mine are right, young, so, so I'm still training them. <laughs> let's move on to the next topic. Uh, and I try not to bring up Facebook every single thinking show. <laughs> it's so uh, hard not to. <laughs> more okay, okay extra. Today, right? <laughs> uh, Lisa, I think you saw something. Uh, Facebook's adding a feature. Yeah, so I think Facebook's adding a feature to Messenger. Now, the article basically pitched it like Facebook's coming after Zoom and competing with Zoom. I don't know how accurate that is, but I think they're adding a feature to Facebook Messenger so you can do multi-person calls. I did see this. Facebook meeting. I'm not Horrifying. sure. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, they said up to 50 people. Like, do you know what? Not talking about what Greg said earlier about actually, you know, people using GIFs. Is, like, I don't get GIFs. My GIF game is not strong. Like, I just, I don't know how to search and add them and find their, like, it's just not me. Emojis are me. But um, I was reading in the article and it said, you know, Facebook's adding this feature to Messenger to compete with the likes of Zoom. 
and then it made this sort of like comment about how people might not like Facebook, but apparently Facebook and Messenger are finding their way more in like the business world in terms of that is how you do communication with people. And I was like, who are these people? <laughs> and right, yeah, I haven't met any of them. Are they li like literally people at Facebook are using Messenger? Because that actually makes sense. But I don't know that it's <laughs> across the board. It may, be one of those, it may be one of those things where you're starting to see some bleed over from WhatsApp into Facebook Messenger. And that you know, now that Facebook yeah. owns WhatsApp, you could you could probably yeah. see, you know, because I, I, I know a lot of people that use WhatsApp for, for business use cases. Yeah. That's a really good point. So. I forget about I, that point. That's, that's really interesting. I actually had forgotten about Facebook and the WhatsApp side of that, but WhatsApp for me just sort of fizzled off and died. It wasn't intentional. I, I wasn't, I don't have like great deep rooted I my life Facebook or anything. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, my family and friends and stuff, we ended up going to Voxer briefly because of the voice chat stuff, which I thought was really cool at the time, but Voxer got sort of trounced really fast and we moved on to Telegram because it had all the features that WhatsApp had and I thought a more elegant, you know, actual usage of it. And then now I find myself just trying to eliminate new messaging apps. I don't care what it brings to the table. It's like, don't want it, don't need it. I like jokingly with a group of dads related to, uh, you know, a YMCA group for, with my daughter, somebody like, let's use group me. And I'm like, why? What does whatever that is bring to the table that, and I organized my apps real quick, these 27 messaging apps don't already do in some way because I yeah. hate most of these, but some customer or something has forced me into an ecosystem where I have to use one more thing. It's like, no, no, just, I just hope you find got, something somebody already has. Yeah, I hope I'm you got really you aggressive with them like that. I did. I was not happy. And, I, and they, I, some of them stopped talking to me, which is fine. For the record, they're using group me. Groupie is terrible for the record, right? You load the app or you, you click the app, it pops up and it takes like 10 seconds just to load, right? To, to oh, no. bring in conversation messages and uh, it's well, like upload so, all your, yeah. all your contacts. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You, you want, you want terrible uh, I, house party. Uh, oh no. There's what is that? Why? Yeah. So last night I had some friends that wanted to get together and do a, a virtual happy hour. Um, and I was like, cool, let's do Zoom. Um, and I know for a fact, all of these people have access to Zoom. Uh, and they're, oh, no, 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 we don't want to use Zoom. We're, we're using House Party. And it was probably the worst communication experience that oh I've had gosh. digitally since this whole thing has started. Uh, it, it was just, but, but it's is, got is games. It, is it just, oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's some novel it's, feature. It's, it's always some novel feature. It's got games. And the that, games was, the, that was good. the draw. But we, the games are good. The games are good. So we, I had a house party with a few of my uh, friends and it was when it was brand new before all the um, security stuff came out about it apparently getting hacked. Now apparently, so loads of people come out, came out saying I've just logged into house party and my PayPal has been hacked, right? Apparently house party, said, house party said it was a rival app that had put out the story and they've offered up a large sum of money for someone to prove that there had actually been a breach and so that they could solve it. And I don't think that actually was ever proven. However, apparently a lot of people were using the same password and email that they use across all of their apps. And At that point, you deserve it. I don't yeah. even care anymore. I'm so, sorry. Like exactly. bad password management, that's on you now. I feel yeah. bad for my grandma, but it's not really an issue for me anymore. <laughs> but literally, like that's on you. <laughs> the other key sort of security thing, which I did not like. So we were all having 
a house party and we were playing games. The first one I had was really, really great. We were like, um, there was all kinds of quizzes and stuff. Loved it, it was fine. The second one I had was with three of my girlfriends and this guy just randomly popped into our screen. Oh no. But one of my friends is sitting there with like a face mask on, like somebody's else in their pajamas. And this guy just pops in with a beer in his hand. And he's like, hey, we're like, what's going on? But apparently- I heard the my- house party. It came to join. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like real that's life. That's very true to form. <laughs> Like, right. oh, that's, that's Steve. Yeah, He's the neighbor. Oh, Steve. <laughs> you, can, you can lock your room. So you have to remember to, once all your friends are in, lock your room. And there's like oh this little gosh. padlock at the bottom. But it's so weird. Like as soon as you go onto the app, someone can just like jump in with you. Or you can jump in with someone else that's online. Don't like it. It's now deleted. So, so, yeah. I, so yeah. I can go out and try to crash someone's party. Like if, or if you want yeah. to open party, just say, hey, Craig's come like, over. I'm into yeah. this house party thing now. If yeah. the house is a rocking, don't bother knocking. Oh, <laughs> well, we had a sequel to that. Wedding Crashers. <laughs> yeah. what, what was it? What, what did we do? We were streaming something, really, at some point. This was a little while back. But yeah, people dropping in, inevitably, it, that seems to be a thing because it's, it's awful. It goes down south real fast when random people can access digital places, yeah. right? It, it was not pretty. It was real bad. All right. Uh, we got five minutes left here. Uh, any other topics? I want to I, do a real quick it, call out. Just as it be real quick. David Arson, yeah, I heard you last week. <laughs> I use Bing. I use Bing. I'm not oh. a Windows default guy. I've probably been places in Windows that you don't know exist. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> now, now you just told the world who the person was that I was referring to on the last episode. My, my awesome. bad. I'm sorry, David. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. All right. No, I got a fun uh, one. And, got... and Lisa, I okay. saw your NASA shirt, so I'm going to call this one out before we run out of time. Uh, Einstein wins again was the, uh, the title of the, um, the article that I read. And uh, so it, it turns out that the very large uh, telescope collaboration scientists as part of that uh, have finally collected enough of a body of evidence tracking a star that goes close to the supermassive black hole that is expected to be at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And they, they were able to confirm calculations that were postulated in the theory of general relativity by Einstein that, that just further, you know, harden that it's accurate and that that's how it's worked. And this is the same math we used to discover Neptune, but we didn't know if things changed when you got to super black hole massive scale. So I thought that was really neat because uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge, you know, science physics nerd. And um, one of the craziest things for me in general is that folks like Einstein, scientists, you know, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, in some cases, were able to see way beyond what could be proven experimentally at the time. I mean, to the point where you, you literally need, you know, galaxies and universes to, to validate what they put together. And, and I think Einstein is special in this space because his understanding of the way that the physical world worked with no means at all to validate those assumptions were time and time again correct. So super cool stuff. Wow, that's insane. Isn't, isn't, it, isn't it comforting to know? He doesn't know that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's just... Yeah, yeah I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's a pity. Pity he doesn't know how validated, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but there, there's there's something comforting that in, in math to know that you know it, when it's done right, there are certain immutable laws, right? And oh yeah, it's it's you know 
you can change the scale, the scope, all of it, but the math remains consistent. Yep. Yep. I, lo I love Beautiful. That. It is. It is very right. elegant. All right. Running down to our last couple of minutes here, I saw that DJI, the drone manufacturer, they announced the Mavic Air 2 today uh, at a price of $799, which is pr actually pretty sweet for the fact that it's uh, 34 minutes of flight time, 48 megapixel sensor, 4K footage, 60 FPS. I you knew can you do HDR video, HDR panorama photos, 8K time lapses. I mean, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> Um, I had this so. in my notes calling you out specifically. I was like, all I saw was the headline. I was like, Buley knows. Buley's going to know. Uh, yeah, did, yeah. did you see they released it without some of the safety features, though, for uh, airline, <laughs> in, airline interaction due to supply chain issues? Uh, no. There was an article Wait, about it. Just, literally just this morning. Too. Yeah. They're, they're, release, they're releasing, releasing it without some of the, uh, the airline warning systems. How, though? That's all software. That's all controlled by I, I did yeah, not like get a chance to read it. I literally okay. saw the uh, the article about 15 minutes before this kicked off and didn't get a chance to read it. So I, just I saw the headline. I didn't read it either. Okay. Well, we got to hold forward it to you, though. It's a great yeah, topic for next time. It. I can add it into the show notes, too. Um, all right. Last thing here, earnings releases today uh, from Google, Samsung, and AMD. So be on the lookout for those. I'm curious how those perform, uh, given everything that's going on. Uh, Greg, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Um, just uh, Bing. No, I'm just, just <laughs> <laughs> I use Bing. Bing, Lisa. double spaces, the Oxford comma. Got it. <laughs> uh, so I'll, got take, a, uh, I'll take this opportunity to plug my own podcast, Lisa at the Edge. So if you want to listen to interviews with people about hybrid cloud and technology or their technology careers, search me. Don't search me. Search Lisa at the Edge. <laughs> it's awesome. Listen to it. Get out there. All right. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Yep. Thanks, so thank you so much for joining, guys. I hope everybody enjoyed all of the, the news that we chatted with today. Please give us your feedback, links. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're probably sneaking out on, on other platforms at this point, podcast of choice. But um, give us a listen. Give us your feedback. And, uh, again, thank you for joining us, Lisa and Greg. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.